Good to have you back, the Bill Michaels Show. Hanging in there on a uh, rainy, kind of a craptastic Monday. I think there's more rain in the uh, in the schedule coming up later this week. I know there was some snow up north and some ice uh, up north today as well. Man, it rained like it was the end of the world. Last night we had uh, thunder and lightning and all kinds of craziness. Uh, so a lot of the snow or ice that was has melted or at least solidified with the rain. But hang in there. Hopefully it just begins to just consistently warm up. I know uh, throughout the week it's it's upper 30s, low 40s. So at least in, in with the area that I live in. So I think a lot of this is supposed to be pretty much gone by the end of the week. And I'm I'm all for that. I'm ready to turn the corner, man, big time. I, I actually was driving back uh, yesterday from uh, being up near Iron Mountain up in Pembine. Um, was driving down 43 and then over to 94 to come back out to, to the house. And uh, there was a guy on a motorcycle yesterday that uh, I he was in the center lane I passed. And you just kind of like, you just appreciated it. You know, you just kind of gave him the thumbs up like, yeah, okay. There's a guy that's getting it. It was a sunny day. It was, the streets were dry. Yeah, he was, he was like, just couldn't wait to get out there. An old school bike, too. This wasn't a... Uh, a new bagger by any stretch of the imagination. This was old school. He was taking it right in the face, and it was, I was like, yeah, okay. Well, maybe we're not that far away from a little bit warmer weather, or at least feeling a little bit warmer. So uh, it was good to see that. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Glad to have you. Uh, let's get back to the phone calls. Let's go to Tom listening to us in Marshfield. Tom, how are you doing today, man? What's up? I'm doing good, Bill. Uh, how are you? I'm uh, good today. We got a quarter of an inch of ice out here today, so it's not real pleasant around Marshfield yeah. here. It's <laughs> uh, listen, I want to talk a little bit about Marquette and about uh, Jay Crowder. Um, this is a surprise to me, and maybe a lot of Marquette fans. I mean, they really uh, fell apart the end of last year, and they didn't bring anybody new in, and they've just really coalesced into a really solid team. You've got probably uh, the coach of the year for the Big East, and Tyler Kolick uh, probably is going to end up being the Big East player of the year, which is just amazing. So it's been quite a while mm-hmm. and quite a run for Marquette. Absolutely. I agree with you. Uh, I did look at something this morning where they're doing uh, uh, updates on the tournament, and they at this point they had Marquette between a two and a four seed going to Des Moines, and that would be great for Marquette fans. They'd pack the place. Um, right. As far as Jay Crowder, I know I heard you earlier say you didn't hear much of the, or the much of the, uh, the Buck game yesterday. Buck game, yeah. But I watched the game, and they were in trouble with about five minutes to go. They were down by eight points. Mm-hmm. And Crowder hit two big threes that got them back in the game and help them win that game. And I, I just think this guy is going to be a huge addition to the team. And with everybody coming back healthy, uh, boy, I think I think everybody's hoping for a Boston-Milwaukee series because I think that's going to be incredible. Yeah, no, I would agree with that. I, I, I said Jay Crowder. I liked when they talked about making this deal way back when. This is like months ago when you started to hear the rumors about it that he was, to me, like P.J. Tucker but with the ability to shoot the basketball. He's got right. that tenacity. He brings that energy. He's got a lot of, uh, he's got a lot of Bobby Portis-esque type of play in him and, 
and does like uh, to have emotion and does like to kind of show off a little bit. But this guy can actually hit some shots as opposed to P.J. Tucker, who was basically a guy that was down under. He was only going to get you some putbacks and things like that. He wasn't really a consistent outside jumper kind of guy. And Jay Crowder can hit from pretty much anywhere on the floor. So I, I really love the addition. Absolutely. And uh, I like the fact that we've got another big body. You can never have too many big bodies in the playoffs. You really can't. Right. Um, and I like the fact that the coach is playing. He's playing like 11 guys in the first quarter. I mean, he, he mm-hmm. just doesn't care. He wants to give everybody some minutes, and he's trying to keep everybody fresh. So I think uh, Bud has done a great job. And one last thing, I, I totally agree with you about the fact that I am not happy about this guy who bought a share of the Bucks. Uh, not at all. You sure know a lot about him more than I do, but he just just does not sound like a good owner type for this for this environment here. Yeah, the uh, Jimmy Haslam, and appreciate the phone call, but uh, Jimmy Haslam uh, is the owner of the Cleveland Browns, and he has bought into the Lazary portion of the Milwaukee Bucks. And you know, again, he is only a a minority owner. Uh, but he owns a good chunk of the Milwaukee Bucks. And when you think about some of the moves that he has made in his years since taking over in Cleveland, he is the guy that obviously gave Deshaun Watson a huge guaranteed contract, which has now set the NFL world on its ear. But in addition to that, he is also a guy that is uh, an owner at one point actually decided that football people weren't necessary. He hired his accountant to be the team's general manager at one point, which was an absolutely horrific disaster. You know, um, he, he's, he's not, he's an owner that wants to buy things and that's great, but he's hasn't proven over a period of time as a, as a smart owner when it comes to personnel moves within the football world to let football hire football people to do football things and you step away and so anyway long story short is i'm i'm not a fan just haven't been for for a while now so um you know granted maybe he just wants to have the influx of money and if the bucks need to go after a particular player he says, you know, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'll go ahead and put the money up for it. Maybe maybe something like that happens. But uh, for the most part, I'm <laughs> decision-making-wise, I'm not a, not a fan. Just, just an FYI. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Uh, if you want to give us, uh, give, give us a shout, feel free. Go ahead and give us a buzz. 877-867-1670. You can also find us. Over on uh, on Twitter at Bill underscore Michaels on the Facebook fan page at the Bill Michaels Show. Over on Facebook, plenty of ways, plenty of ways to uh, find us. Uh, by the way, this is from Dave, who says a Happy National Cigar Day. I didn't know today was National Cigar Day until I was scrolling through. I think it was Facebook earlier today is where it popped up. I didn't. I mean, it's not like it sits on my you know my my desktop to say, hey, what are the national days today? But I didn't realize that. But uh, I I may have one and. In honor thereof, absolutely. Probably go down uh, down to the bar later on tonight. Got some work to do, a lot of paperwork stuff to do tonight, so that's probably going to be on my docket. And uh, he says, uh, and Chuck says, do you follow nation- uh, nationally gentlemanly cigar smokers? Uh, I think it you mean not gentlemanly cigar smokers. There's a page on Facebook if you follow cigars. And basically it's it's cigars in front of boobs. <laughs> that's all it is. 
it's cigars in front of boobs. So if you smoke cigars and you like to look at cigars, and maybe boobs too, that's all it is. I don't know how else to put it. I'm just being honest with you. That's all the I, – I know the site. Put it that way. I know it. But I'm uh, – am I a contributor? No, I'm not. But, I yes, I've seen different cigar sites pop up over time. Absolutely. Uh, Patrick says, uh, what other contracts would you restructure? Uh, would it be wise to restructure David Bakhtiari? Um, I think if you're going to restructure contracts, you can certainly swallow – the uh, say, you know, if you want to go in the, the, you know, Kenny Clark, Devondre Campbell, Rasul Douglas, you could do that. I think there's a thought with D- David Bakhtiari, and, and this goes back to what um, Brian Gutekind said at the end of the regular season press conference. He said that, you know, David, when he played, he played really well. When he was on the pitch count, he wasn't, eh, he was still kind of getting his feet under him, but eventually he played and played extremely well. So, which I can't argue with when you look at pro football focus and the grading. So he played really well. So, and then he went on to say that really good left tackles are hard to find. That I would agree with. So, if you believe that Bakhtiari is, I don't want to say necessarily back, but if you believe he's now healed up and that he is is ready to go and you feel like you've got another three, possibly even four years, something to that ilk, Maybe left him him before he really begins the decline. Because Bakhtiari is what? He's, um, God, how old is he? He's like 30, I think, 30, 31. So if you've got, because you can play good left tackle all the way till 35-ish. So if you believe he's healed up, yeah, I would do that. Because it's the, the contract only with each year in the, the, the betterment of play is, uh, yeah, Mark says Bakhtiari's only 30. I, yeah, I think. I, 30 or 31, I know that. He's not like 35 or 36. It seems like he's been around forever, but he's he's not he's not as old as you might think he is. But, yeah, I would, uh, if you're going to have quality play out of him and you believe the knee is good, then, yeah, I don't have a problem restructuring that deal. Because that contract, like I said, as long as he continues to play at almost an all-pro level of play, eventually that contract becomes less and less when it, when you look at what other contracts are going to be signed throughout the league, you're going to have them for a pretty good number. So I'm, I don't have a problem with it. Uh, what else? 877-867-1670. Uh, on the live stream, uh, Jason says, Bill, quick question for us listeners. Not sure how the structure works uh, for the Bucks with the new, uh, with Jimmy Haslam coming in. Who, who controls what percentage and who really controls who gets the final say on who they pick or trade for, how does that work? Thanks. Uh, right now, it's Edens. Wes Edens is the primary owner of the Milwaukee Bucks. He owns the majority, and he is the guy. Everybody else is a minority owner. That's just, you know, I mean, I know at first it was Edens and Lazary kind of 50-50, and then they became the governorship would, would switch over, but it's it's Edens. So I know that there was some discussion, and I, I saw it a little bit earlier, that basically Lazary um, bought in. They've built around the Pfizer form. He made a ton of money on his share of this particular franchise with the growth of downtown and the growth of what's about to happen next door with the property values and such, and then obviously the Grand Avenue Mall project and all the things that have gone up in that area or are going up in that area. 
So he made his money back. But also they wanted to, you know, they were hoping to get Alex Lazary uh, to the state Senate. And that bid fell short. Um, so uh, I, it was I, state senator. Yeah, I think it was state senate. But a- after that became the discussion that they may end up moving on. And sure enough, that's uh, that's apparently what they're doing. But he didn't walk away, you know, less rich because of the endeavor. I'll tell you that right now. And the Milwaukee Bucks now with this sale, when they announced the price on the selling point, uh, the Bucks are now, I think they said, the second most valuable. I could be wrong in that assumption, uh, what I read, but I think they said the Bucks with this sale, with real money being exchanged, um, the the Bucks, co-owner Mark Lasley reached an agreement, um, a $3.5 billion eva- val- uh, evaluation of the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, only the Phoenix Suns, with the $4 billion purchase of the Phoenix Suns by Matt uh, Ishbia, Ishbia um, from Robert Sarver, was completed earlier this month. It would be the third highest for any American professional sports team, trailing the $4.65 billion the Denver Broncos just went for. Now, they're valued at that. That's real money that's been exchanged, but... We all know that the Lakers are going to be highly valued. The Knicks would be highly valued. The Cowboys would be highly valued. Packers would be highly valued. Steelers would be highly valued. You know, you look at all of those teams, those franchises, those giants would be highly valued. Uh, all of that, you know, would sell for probably more than the $3.5 billion that the Bucks are valued at. But Haslam didn't pay $3.5 billion. He's buying half of that or whatever the percentage is. So... It just shows you what the value is uh, for for the Milwaukee Bucks now. You go back to 2014 when Lazary bought the Bucks alongside uh, Wes Edens. Remember that was 550 million dollars. 550 million dollars. Now it's worth three and a half billion dollars. You know. Uh, complicated fellow says, what's the advantage of being a minority owner? It's an investment. It's an investment. Um, I, I just, what's, what I mean is, you know, he, he and West Edens bought the team for $550 million back in 2014. We're not even 10 years down the road. And he sold it for $3.5 billion, or didn't sell it, didn't sell it, but bought in at a franchise now valued at $3.5 billion. You know, I mean, <laughs> that that's that's a that's an enormous amount of money. Any way you look at it. Hey, this portion of the program, bro, speaking of National Cigar Day, get your cigar on. Check out our friends at the Nice Ash, three twenty three West Main Street, downtown Waukesha. They have uh, entertainment there. They had a really good band there this past weekend. I was, I, I enjoyed my weekend up north, but man, I was kind of sorry I missed it. Really good music. I was w- looking at some of the Facebook Live stuff. Really good music there this past Saturday night. But uh, they always have good bands down there. Good music, uh, whether it's a, a single, a trio, or a five-piece, or a seven-piece they've even had in there. Whatever it happens to be, they always have good music inside The Nice Ash. TheNiceAsh.com. That's TheNiceAsh.com. Follow them on Facebook as well. 323 West Main Street. And on National Cigar Day, you got to mention 
TheNiceAsh.com. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. One of the worst things that you can hear, you have cancer. The worst is when you hear the words, your child has cancer. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, it changes their world. Sometimes they can't even do things that they really love, like playing soccer, riding a bike, going to prom, attending school. Children with cancer spend a lot of time away from others, time in the hospital, treatments, tired, nauseous, and they feel isolated. That's where Special Spaces Wisconsin steps in. They provide these children with a special space where they can not only sleep, but they can play, they can heal, they can spend time away from the challenges of their illness. It's a customized bedroom designed just for them. How about a princess castle or a pirate ship or a sports-themed bedroom? They transform that child's existing bedroom into a place that only he or she can imagine, a place for them just to be a kid. This effort is done with teams of dedicated volunteers and sponsors, just like our friends from Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and all the community partners. If you'd like to find out more or to donate, go to specialspaces.org. That is specialspaces.org. You got to hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Hit it, make it, rock it, put it in the pocket. Said, it, it, Just been a uh, terrific weekend at uh, the Four Seasons Island Resort and uh, just a, a, a great getaway. And I've been talking about it for quite some time. If you want to get a hold of our girl Barb, by all means, do so, 715-938-5110. If you're looking for a terrific, terrific getaway, uh, whether it's for a corporate meeting, maybe a conference, uh, the Four Seasons Island Resort, 10,000 square feet of uh, banquet space. Uh, they have lodging, catering, activities. You can ask about a value-added uh, golf uh, you know, outing if you'd like to do that, pontoon cruises. they got so much more. And they've got uh, the Frank's Dinner Theater coming back uh, on May 20th. You can get your tickets by calling the front desk. You can spend the night, enjoy the Hodag Battle of the Bands on May 21st, which is always fun. And they do it uh, usually outside of weather permitting, but it's just, it's awesome. So uh, if, you know, if you're looking to fill ski at the UP, you can do that at the Pine Mountain Resort. But get a hold of our girl bar, 715-938-5110, 715-938-5110. Again, 715-938-5110. Get a hold of our girl Barb up there at the Four Seasons Island Resort. Just a terrific, terrific place. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. hit us up, feel free. Uh, give us a shout again, 877-867-1670. Uh, hey, Bill, coming to uh, a Bucks game on March 19th. Where do you recommend staying close to the Forum? Um, Dave, there's a couple of really good places. You could just stay like at the Hyatt, which is a couple of blocks away. Uh, that's a nice place. If you want to go to more of an eclectic hotel, there's the St. Kate, which is also a couple of blocks away. The Hyatt's right across the street from Geno's, which is where I always recommend going to eat. If you want to stay at a really cool place, there's uh, obviously the Iron Horse, which is uh, kind of an Uber right away, but that's a fun place to go. Uh, there's the Hilton downtown. There's a couple of different hotels, but uh, the Hyatt's within walking distance. The St. Kate is a little bit further, but it's in walking distance uh, in a really cool hotel is uh, the Iron Horse. So any one of those three places, you can't go wrong. But, uh, you know, when it comes to eating, you know, head over to Gino's, whether it's San Giorgio or, or Calderon Club. Uh, there's some really good bars in that area. Uh, you can always go down to a place called Stenny's and then and, and eat the wings and such and then shuttle in. I mean, however you want to do it. It's a, it's a, it's a great weekend. Great, great day. 
877-867-1670, Our buddy Steve says, as I watched the Bucks on Friday and again yesterday, I don't think that Drew Holiday is getting enough accolades for his production, especially on the defensive end of the court. He's also great at creating on the offensive end with all the uh, nicks and dings right now with Giannis. Holiday has been the glue that's held the team together. I also like the energy that Jay Crowder is bringing. I think he smells the finals and wants that ring. When he and Bobby and Brooke are on the floor, it's quite a big lineup. Uh, I think as the season winds down, they're going to get healthier, that they're going to be a really strong contender to come out of the East. That's our buddy Stephen Richfield. I think everybody just looks at it as it's the Bucks and the Celtics, whoever wins that series, most likely wins it all. Most likely wins it all. That's that's my thought, uh, which I would not disagree with, to be quite honest with you. Wouldn't disagree with it at all. Um. This one is, who's this one from? It's from D. Uh, D says, uh, no way the Green Bay Packers uh, are ever going to lose a season ticket base. They would have to lose for a long time, almost 20 to 30 years, plus of losing for the season ticket base to go uh, away. He says, uh, we've been buying our season tickets each and every year. Yeah, we don't like the increases, but we wouldn't give them up for anything. We are going to will them down to the family and friends uh, and continue to pay them. Uh, we figured out ways to split it up among our siblings so the fee, uh, the fees, while they continue to rise, the season ticket base will not go away. And I never said it would. Just so, just to be clear, I never said that. All I said was is that some people said, "Hey, if it's going to be a sustained period of losing, you know, how what's it going to do to that 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 base of sixty, seventy, eighty thousand people that are on the waiting list? Every year, you get three, maybe a couple of thousand that get cut off of that waiting list. They get the opportunity to buy tickets or what have you." Every year they go through that and, you know, some people get cut off of it and, and, you know, but the majority of people at the time that they, you know, come off that list, they're like, yeah, we're ready to buy. We'll do it, whatever it takes. Or you figure it out, you know, they don't give it up. But no, I, if you had two decades of losing and bad football, you'd still have a waiting list. Instead of being 70,000, it would be 20,000. There'd still be people waiting on. I, I 100% don't. And I never said that, just to be very clear. I never said they're going to lose their season. That was not a statement that came out of my mouth. I would never say that because they're going to be, they're going to be thick with people wanting to get in to see, um, to see radio broad, or didn't radio broadcast, to see uh, um, Packers games for a long time to come, for a long time to come. Uh, Jeff says, uh, hey, guys. Uh, what talent does this Packers team need to get deep into the postseason or, dare I say, and dare to dream, get back to a Super Bowl? It's not just Aaron Rodgers that has to come back. I think they need a lot more. How far away are they really? I you know, I know Mike, Mike Clemens was on with us earlier, and he was talking with uh, Rob Reichel, and they said, well, are the Packers getting better? Are the Packers getting better? That's a great question. Because it depends on where you think they are. They missed the postseason last year. Okay, I agree with that. It took them a while to kind of figure it out offensively. Uh, the offensive line was somewhat of a mess early on. Getting, you know, losing Devontae, the whole thing. And I still disagree with the whole, well, Rodgers didn't need to come in and work with those guys. I still disagree with that. Because just about every player we talked to at Super Bowl, current or former, said that he needed to be there. You can't complain about guys 
not running the right routes, not being on the same page, not having the same mentality, and yet you're telling someone else to coach him up. You just can't. You can't do that. It's hypocritical. Um. So, I think they need to be better in the uh, in in the wide receiver position. Obviously, I think you need a better tight end. Are you really getting better with Big Dog being just a better blocker? I don't think so. I think you need a pass catching tight end or two. Um, defensively, you need additional depth in the trenches. You need a safety if you're going to, you know, not bring Adrian Amos back. And you you got to figure what you got coming back in Stokes. You got to see what you got coming back when Rashawn Gary returns from the knee injury. And if he's going to be quality or if he's going to take another year beyond to get back to where he was. Um, I, I, I think you were a better team down the stretch. But when you needed to come up the biggest in the biggest moment, you looked terrible. You failed. And part of it, I think, was coaching. Part of it, I think, was just the personnel on the field. So you need to get deeper. This has to be another year in which Gudikins really, you know, nails the draft. And you can have conjecture about that, whether he did or didn't over the last few years or not. I mean, that's up for debate. But, um, you know, how far away are they? I, probably about five players away. You know, you need a really good take-the-lid-off uh, veteran wide receiver. You need a pass-catching tight end. You need a big, strong, capable right tackle to solidify your offensive line. You need a good safety. You need another outside pass rusher. There's a lot of talk about Jadavian Clowney um, being kind of a, a, a rotational guy, which can't hurt. But again, you're getting a guy on the back of end, back end of his career. You're getting a piecemeal player. You need additional depth up front. You saw what teams like the Jets and the Giants, you know, did, and the the Eagles did to the Packers' offensive line. Now that Eagles game, you know, both Rodgers and Jordan Love played pretty well offensively speaking. They were able to do some things that we didn't think they were going to be able to do. But you saw when pressure was applied via the, just the front four, when you're able to get after it, what you can do defensively. And you saw that throughout the postseason. So I'm, I, I think you're probably four or five guys away, you know, from being really good and kind of back, so to speak. And whether they believe they can do that and fill that need, we'll, we'll see. But that is my opinion. That's, that's probably about how far away they are. 877-867-1670-877-867-1670. Want to chime in? Feel free. Go ahead and give us a shout. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Glad you're on board today. Bill Michael's show. We continue on. Hey, a reminder that our friends at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino got it going on at Pottawatomie. And if you are uh, looking for a good time, good night out, 
Uh, all throughout the month of February, they had uh, 400000 in cash and prizes on Thursday nights. Got bigger events coming up here in the uh, the month of March. Bingo is back. Dream Dance Steakhouse is back. The Canal Street Cafe, the 360 Bar. They have stay-and-play packages. So much available at Potawatomi Hotel Casino. All you got to do is stop in or go to PaysBig.com. That is PaysBig.com. Again, PaysBig.com for Potawatomi Hotel Casino. Um. We're sitting here during the uh, the the break, and uh, and this is uh, from Ant, uh, Antoine, who out, I almost said Anthony Antoine out of Chicago, who says uh, you keep hearing about the Bears leaning towards trading the top overall pick. Would you trade the pick, or would you trade Justin Fields? Um, the only way you trade the pick is if you believe, or trade Justin Fields is if you believe it's either Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Now, the benefit is if you believe that they have the same talent or better than Justin Fields, it's going to take them a little while to develop. Plus, you're going to get them for longer under a rookie deal, which gives you even more opportunity to add uh, additional veteran players via free agency to your team. Well, then you'd go in that direction. Otherwise, if you are either not sure or you don't think they have the same amount of talent as what uh, Justin Fields currently has, then you hang on. then you hang on to Justin Fields and you trade the pick. Uh, so apparently, I was reading. Uh, I think it was this morning. Actually, uh, the Bears—they've been approached by you know numerous teams, um, and that uh, they you know are leaning to. According to Adam Schefter, I think I saw that. Maybe it was last night or this morning. Said that they're leaning towards trading the pick rather than trading Justin Fields. And Bears general manager Ryan Poles has, I guess. Uh, you know, maintained the approach that, uh, you know, Justin Fields is kind of their guy backing him. So who knows? I mean, if they get a really good deal, well, maybe maybe it happens. But uh, the Bears certainly have the flexibility right now, with no doubt about it. Um, Justin Fields, and, and going back to your question of do you believe in Justin Fields, I think Justin Fields is has exceeded my expectations. Um, but that's about all I'll say. I was never a fan of his coming out of Ohio State. Uh, I think C.J. Stroud is a better pocket passer. But I, I don't, that's not saying a lot because he's more of a pocket passer and he's not as much of a runner as Fields is. And Fields is more athletic in the sense of being able to run the football. So which direction I would go? Uh, I don't know. Um, and I, there's a lot of questions about Bryce Young because of his size. He's not a tall dude. But then again, neither was Russell Wilson. But Russell Wilson made a living bouncing outside of the pocket when the plays began to break down and or putting him on the move to make throws. So he's not just a pocket passer either. But if I had to sit here and say which guy I'd rather, I'd probably have, rather have C.J. Stroud, but I don't know how good he's going to be in the NFL. Because he's not a running, a big-time running quarterback. He's not Justin Fields. He's not Jalen Hurts. He can move. Don't get me wrong. And we've seen him in some big games, in big moments, when they needed him the most. Like, you know, you go to the game against Georgia, he did everything he could to get the ball downfield. I think it was bad play calling on a part of Ryan Day. I think Ryan Day's an idiot. Uh, had they, you know, picked up another 10, 15 yards you know, we're a little bit smarter with the clock. Maybe there's a different outcome with Ohio State winning rather than Georgia. And Ohio State would then probably have gone on after against TCU to become the national champion just because I thought the Ohio State-Georgia game was much, much better than the 
the Georgia TCU game, but that's neither here nor there. But I, if, if, I guess if I'm the Bears, I'd probably stick with what I know. A guy that's been really good. He's, he's given it all. He's elevated your team. He certainly has brought the city back into Bears football. They believe they've got, at least for the first time in a long time, a real quarterback that can do things that's exciting to watch. They just need to put pieces around them. So I guess if you want to go in that sense, you could probably say, if I'm Ryan Poles, I would trade away that first pick and move down to pick up extra picks to get additional help for my quarterback who needs line help and needs weaponry or we're going to get the guy killed. So that's probably the direction I would lean. Hopefully that answers your question. 877-867-1670, you can give us a call. Um, this one's from uh, Mike who said, uh, what a weekend in college basketball. Did you see all the buzzer beaters? There were some wild ones. The Florida State game was fantastic. The end of that, that was a uh, you know, beyond half-court heave that drops, and they won it by one. I think it was over Miami, as a matter of fact. I think it was in-state rivalry. But, man, you're right. It was a hell of a weekend. And then, obviously, it wasn't you know in favor of the Badgers, but – a big bucket heaved with, as time expired for Michigan as well. And I can't remember. There was another game that had a buzzer beater uh, this past weekend. And that was uh, that was crazy too. But they, I was watching them. They were showing all the buzzer beaters and stuff over on, uh, on ESPN uh, over the weekend. And there was quite a few of them. It was pretty exciting. Pretty exciting stuff. Uh, 877-867-1670, Um, this one's from Jason who said, uh, what do you think the top five teams in the tournament are going to be? Jason, I have no idea. I have not gotten that deep into bracketology. I know that, um, <laughs> you know, Alabama, certainly Kansas is going to be there. UCLA is going to be there. You know, everybody's fighting for a spot. Um, um, God, who is, uh, you know, the number one overall, um, you probably look at, you know, Houston, obviously, um, Purdue is on the outside looking in right now. If you go with like the number five, they would probably, you know, depending on what happens with say Kansas or Alabama, um, cause Houston, even if Houston falls, they're not going to fall far, but say UCLA gets beat, um, say Kansas gets knocked off and Purdue wins the Big Ten tournament or something, then Purdue would probably jump into the top four. Uh, but, you know, to me, it, it's, it's, it's great if you end up with a number one seed. Um, you can even, you know, say a two seed. And, but it's, to me, at that point in time, it's about positioning. You know, it's about where you end up playing. Can your, can your fan base travel with you and make it pretty easy on them? What you don't want is you don't want to, you know, be the, the the fourth in so to speak and say you're you're say Purdue gets in but yet you got to play in Sacramento California you know I mean yeah okay <laughs> your fan base you know while they're good they're not great to travel to Sacramento what they're going to do is wait for the next round and uh the the third round say the the west or east regionals or what have you and then kind of go from there so maybe then they uh maybe they travel to Kansas City you know, maybe they end up in the in the Midwest Regional in Kansas City at the T-Mobile Center or something. Or end up in Louisville, Kentucky. That's not a bad drive at all if you're coming from Purdue. Um, Scott says, as far as the Bears and Fields, do you think they could move on from him for medical reasons? No. No. I, no, because otherwise you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have, wouldn't have played him and you wouldn't have drafted him. 
you know. Uh, Thomas says, breaking news, Aaron Rodgers is, oh, never mind, he needs more time. I think Rodgers has made up his mind. I really do. I think Rodgers has made up his mind. I, th- I think he probably had his mind made up before he before he even went into the darkness. I think he knows, and, and he's alluded to it time and again, if you go to the McAfee show, he's alluded to it time and again when he talks about playing. And then he says, but, you know, that's if I come back. I mean, come on. Most of us who think to ourselves we're not going to do something or we're real in, in, really in, in, say, skepticism about it, we're not talking in the here-we-come tense. We're talking it in the, well, if I decide to come back or if I decide to do it, we're not going, oh, yeah, I, I'm going to do this. And I'm going to do, oh, well, that's if I decide to come back. I mean, there was too many of those moments on the McAfee show that just kind of were indicators that he was coming back. So we know he's coming back. We just don't know where he's going to play. Right? Um. Jason says, speaking of Purdue, I just saw that the Cole Center sold out for Thursday's game against Purdue. How cool is that? I hope the Cole Center's rocking. They're going to need every bit of energy they can possibly muster to knock off Purdue. But it would be a huge, huge, huge thumbs up in uh, terms of the uh, Badgers getting into the tournament if they could beat Purdue. Huge, huge thumbs up. So hope they do. Uh, what did we miss? What did we miss? We got that coming up next in the Bill Michael Show. Stay tuned. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. One of the worst things that you can hear, you have cancer. The worst is when you hear the words, your child has cancer. When a child is diagnosed with cancer, it changes their world. Sometimes they can't even do things that they really love, like playing soccer, riding a bike, going to prom, attending school. Children with cancer spend a lot of time away from others, time in the hospital, treatments, tired, nauseous, and they feel isolated. That's where Special Spaces Wisconsin steps in. They provide these children with a special space where they can not only sleep, but they can play, they can heal, they can spend time away from the challenges of their illness. It's a customized bedroom designed just for them. How about a princess castle or a pirate ship or a sports-themed bedroom? They transform that child's existing bedroom into a place that only he or she can imagine. A place for them just to be a kid. This effort is done with teams of dedicated volunteers and sponsors, just like our friends from Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin and all the community partners. If you'd like to find out more or to donate, go to specialspaces.org. That is specialspaces.org. Carmen, her husband Rob out in uh, La Crosse, they stopped into uh, Buzzard Billy's over the weekend, and uh, Rob's the owner and one of the owners of Buzzard Billy's. And I had uh, I saw him post about it, and I said, "Hey, did you tell him I sent you?" You know, uh, just kind of joking around. And she said, "No, but there 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 were some people that uh, had been obviously in and had mentioned the place and talked to David, uh, the general manager upstairs at Starlight Lounge, and said that uh, you know we, we sing the rave reviews about the place. So, way to go! Keep going into Buzzard Billy's out in, the, and that's a Terrific place, when you, especially when you talk about Mardi Gras weekend, when you talk about a little bit of Cajun flair. Great place to eat, and even better place to go and uh, get some martinis and such upstairs at the Starlight Lounge, which is just flat-out awesome. Just awesome up there. So, there you go. Uh, what did we miss today? Well, let's start off first and foremost. Florida State and Clemson not happy with the ACC. Basically, they say they can't compete monetarily with the other big, uh, you know, Power Five conferences, such as the SEC and Big Ten, because the ACC not bringing in enough money. 
So there's some unhappiness there with Florida State and Clemson who say that, uh, yeah, that's just, uh, you know, we're, we're not going to be able to compete. We're not going to be able to go after national titles anymore if the ACC does not start to bring in more money. The Big Ten distributed $48.7 million during the 2021 fiscal year. Uh, they say the SEC announced uh, this month that it distributed $49.9 million during the same period of time. And, uh, you know, that's the prior season, which included the, the stages of the pandemic. Uh, the conference paid its members' institutions $54.6 million total, and the Big Ten went on to beat even that. So uh, when you contrast that with the ACC's payout during the same time of an estimated $36 million per school, uh, you're talking almost $20 million less total from the top to the bottom. And, uh, you know, Florida State and Clemson not happy about it. They say, you know, $20 million more per year. We, we just we can't deal with that. So, Okay. There you have it. Uh, one other piece of news and note that I found interesting we did not address, but I don't know if you saw it. Damian Lillard, big time, the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, an exciting performance uh, yesterday. Uh, dropped 71 against the Rockets. Right afterwards, though, he was drug tested. Before he even got to the, to the podium, they said, oh, okay, come on, come on, we're going to drug test you. Let's take a look. Uh, got what, uh, to see what's in the pee. Got to see what's in the P. Damian Lillard immediately after dropping 71 gets drug tested. So that was another headline we didn't get a chance to chat too much about. Our buddy Ebo back in the studio filling in for Ben Kenny admirably. Uh, Ebo, you got any? Yeah, I got one for you, Bill. I have two, actually. Um, let's see here. Notre Dame is uh, telling people that Joe Rudolph, former coach for the Badgers who did a lot of things, will be their offensive line coach. So Joe Rudolph going to Notre Dame. And wow, okay. This one's for Ben since he's gone. Uh, I know uh, he's probably chomping at the bit to say it if he was here. <laughs> the Live Golf Tour was oh, on yeah. the CW over the weekend. Yes, the CW, if you know that channel. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that is the continually wasted uh, channel. Uh, yes, the CW. <laughs> <laughs> so the Live Tour. And isn't, isn't that like on a tape delay as well? Correct me if I'm wrong. I think we did that. I, th- I think so. It was. Um, I think it might have been on a tape. It was really pixelated looking broadcast too. It was. Uh, yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. It. Uh, so anyway, yeah. It was. Uh, it was on the CW and not doing very. I wonder what's going to happen. I want. They've got more money than God. Don't get me wrong, but I wonder how much. How long that's going to last? How well, long does the live tour last? I wonder too. Like the. the now, I, I only am interested in it because it drives Ben crazy, but I don't really watch it. Like, do people out there actually watch the live golf tour? If you're a golf enthusiast, you're probably turning towards it. But, you know, I think we only look at what's in front of us. And for the most part, it's the PGA. And, you know, now you've got the Players' Championship coming up, which is kind of like the fifth major. So that's going to happen Ooh, I have here ratings. soon. I have ratings for uh, the CW Live Golf. Oh, go ahead. Uh, they dropped the ratings. It was not good in their opener. A .2 overnight oh, rating. that's rate, terrible. A .2 rating. That's bad. Yeah, that's awful. <laughs> that's kind of what we expected, but that's awful. <laughs> so nobody really watching it here. Uh, maybe they're paying attention to it over, you know, wherever, but nobody in. The U.S. is paying attention to some of the better golfers in the world who have gone and sold out for the money. So we're all about that. What else you got? Anything else? Uh, that's is there anything it, else Bill. or was I mean, that it? That, that it? Yeah, that was it for me of all the things that uh, we may have missed. I'm sure we missed some other things, but those were what oh, was yeah. on my radar. Yeah. 
Yeah, we don't, uh, you know, oh, by the way, uh, uh, legendary coach uh, uh, from Virginia, uh, Terry Holland, passed away. That was one, of, to not to end on a sad note, but he dies at the age of 80. I remember Terry Holland from years ago. I saw that pop across a little while ago, too. University announcing that uh, a couple hours ago. But, uh, but yeah, he, he had passed away. So, uh, that's it. That pretty much does it for the day. We uh, we got games the rest of the week in college basketball. You start to get into March, and then you're getting into the conference tournaments. The bubble watch continues. Uh, excited for what's coming up at Thursday night at the Kohl Center when the Purdue Boilermakers come to town. Can uh, can uh, they uh, you know get a win? Can the Badgers get a win over Purdue? Also, the power rankings have come out yet again. And uh, in the NBA, I just wanted to make this uh, quick quick note. Uh, Giannis goes out, doesn't matter. The Bucks win streak now sitting at 14 games. Drew Holiday drops 33, and the Bucks are now sitting uh, right there at number one in the power rankings. The Hornets come up uh, a little bit. Uh, the Heat drop, but it's the Bucks, the Celtics, then the Nuggets, the 76ers, Grizzlies, Knicks, Kings, Cavaliers, Clippers, and the Suns coming in at number 10, falling a couple of spaces. The Cavaliers have fallen five. They went into the break, uh, but lost to the Nuggets and the Hawks. On the other side, before Sunday's win over the Raptors, Donovan Mitchell puts up 30 per game uh, for the week on uh, 42% shooting from beyond the arc, but uh, still not great right now. They've fallen off a little bit. But uh, the Bucks, the Celtics, Nuggets, Sixers, and Grizzlies, your top five power rankings-wise in the NBA. So there you go. Good stuff. Out and about later today. Maybe I'll do the uh, cigar on National Cigar Day, and then after that, we're back at it again tomorrow. Until then, thanks to our, our buddy Evo and Rowdy for filling in for Ben, who is shushing his way down a uh, – is he gone all week, by the way? Yeah, I'll, he'll be back on Monday morning. He'll be back next Monday. He's pretty much done with his vacation tomorrow. It just takes him the rest of the week to sober up. So there you have it. Until we talk again tomorrow, by the way, time for us to go. Have a go. Hoo-hoo.